0: Hi, I had the privilege last year of hearing Mike Pilavachi share about what it means to be naturally supernatural as a follower of Jesus. It was so encouraging. And so we invited him to come and share some of the things he's learnt over the years with us as a church uh, during April uh, as part of our spirit filled church series. Of course, then first lockdown happened and he was unable to come. I am so thrilled that he agreed a few weeks ago to be interviewed by Ange on Zoom to share some of those lessons with us. Uh, I have watched it. Uh, It is so encouraging, inspiring. It's real and authentic. And I know that uh, what he has to share with us is going to be helpful for many of you as we are going through this season. So I trust that this will be a real blessing to you.
1: Hi I'm Ange and I'm part of Hope Church and um, I'm going to be talking in a bit to Mike Pallavacci Um, And earlier this year as a church, we had a preach series called Being a Spirit-Filled Church, where we were were looking at being spirit-filled, encountering God, knowing Holy Spirit, having a friendship with him looking at what it means to to walk in love and loving people around us and to be filled with Holy Spirit. And as part of that series, as part of that series of being a spirit-filled church, we had invited Mike Pilavachi down to join us in Winchester um, at our church for an evening where he could speak to us as a whole church. Um, However, lockdown happened. Um, Lockdown number one happened. And that meant that Mike was unable to be with us. And actually, since then, as a church, we've not gathered together in our building corporately and we are still walking in this season and now we're at lockdown number two. However, I do have the privilege of interviewing Mike in a minute, asking him some questions, chatting with him as we look at what it means to be naturally supernatural in our everyday whilst we are the Scattered Church. And I just want to encourage you, be expectant, be expectant for God to speak to you, to challenge you, to stir you, to encourage you. Um, And listen out for what God will be saying to you as you watch this, as you listen to this interview. And um, a really good question to ask yourself is, what is God saying to me and what am I going to do about it? So you listen as you watch this interview with myself and Mike Pilavachi, listen out and ask God and ask yourself, what is God saying to me and what am I going to do about it? So Mike is going to join me on this Zoom screen in just a minute and we're going to chat together and I'm going to ask him some questions and you'll hear from him and he'll be telling some stories and we're going to have a great time together. So I hope you enjoy this and enjoy hearing God through this interview. So I'm going to invite Mike to join us in just a second. Okay. So I've got Mike with me. Mike Pilevacchi come to join us on screen. And like I said, I'll just be chatting with him for a little bit, asking him some questions. And um, for those of you, that you don't know Mike, Mike leads um, Soul Survivor Church Watford. And also um, led started up Soul Survivor, which is a youth camp in the summer. And although that stopped, Mike, how long were you doing Soul Survivor for in the summer? There's a youth camp
2: we did, we did 27 summers.
1: yeah so it's a lot, lot lot of summers and I've had the privilege of going to a couple of those um, as well and love those and um, Mike travels widely right across the world speaking to different churches and groups of people and you've also written a number of books both on your own and kind of with other people as well Mike and so it's great to have you with us and um, yeah thank you for for joining us
2: it's great to be with you yeah
1: it's great do you want to um yeah add anything else in about yourself anything you want to Uh, add in so we can get to know you a little bit or
2: not not really um i'm i mean that's you said it really um um i I love what i do um god's the lord's been very very kind to me
3: yeah
2: Uh, i'm not i'm not the most organized of people or the most gifted of people but it's amazing how God is gracious and he makes up for our lacks. And mm. that's kind of the story
3: yeah.
2: of my life, really. Um, you know, often I've discovered it's it's when you look back, you realise, oh, my word, you were with me.
3: Yeah,
2: you really were. I kind of knew you were, but I, I now get it. Yeah. I didn't understand, but now I get it. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah that's great. And so we're in uh, lockdown number two. This is day two. You all right? I can't hear you, Mike. Your audio is gone.
2: Hello? That's better. Oh. oh, I've got it. Sorry.
1: That's OK. Sorry. Live it's fine. These things happen.
2: <laughs>
1: it's all good. So this is lockdown two, day two. And... Um, is there anything that you're thinking in this lockdown that you want to make sure that you're doing that you're putting into place or anything you're like i didn't do that last time i want to do that this time i want to make sure i do it um we'll be watching this as a church in the next week or so which will still be in lockdown so is there anything you could add or share or
2: well um, a few things as a church leader and with the other church leaders in my church we just really want to look after people as well as we can. And we're trying to work out how we do that and what's, what's the different ways. Certainly just making phone calls, uh, you know, doing things like this. Um, yeah. um, you know, the live stream, little messages, letters. And yeah. even um, next Thursday, we're going to do it once a week. Um, I'm going to be cooking. And we're going to say to the church on Sunday, anyone who would like a meal, um, wow. We will send it to you on Thursday late afternoon, and um, I'm going to cook Greek. Wow! Not not just that people would you know need it because of the finances, but it'd just be really nice. We just want to let people know they're loved, mm. and um, so it's just just little things like that. Yeah. Um, we're we're going to try and do, but more than than that, I think the thing that really hit me is if I'd known this was going to happen, what would we have done differently?
3: Yeah.
2: I think we would have focused more in the previous two years on discipleship issues yeah. and knowing Jesus for yourself and going deep with him, knowing who he is, who you are in him and how to yeah. walk with him. And the thing that I've loved the most in this really difficult year is actually just being able to spend more time with him. I know it yeah. sounds crazy, but just you know, just being able just to yeah, be in his presence, listen to his voice, read his word, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah, and that's what I want to do more. Obviously, there's lots of work to do. Um, that doesn't stop, but and and I, I and to be honest, when we come out of lockdown, I want to make sure that. Good amounts of time in His presence is a priority.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I guess we'll pick up on some of that in a bit, actually, as, as some of our, our questions as we look at what it looks like to spend time in God's presence and how we hear from Him. But could you tell us, Mike, a little bit about your journey uh, in terms of being Christian and also your experience of Holy Spirit? Uh,
2: well, uh, I became a Christian two months before my 16th birthday. Wow. Okay. I- I was an atheist before. Um, my parents were Greek Orthodox atheists. Okay. And so I followed their lead. And in fact, the funny thing is, when I was 14, I wrote an essay in my English class, the title of which was, Why I'm Not a Christian. <laughs> and then a year later, wow. I became a Christian. And basically, to cut a long story short, um, as I investigated and I met Christians who blew their cover... Um, um, I discovered that Christianity wasn't what I thought it was. I was rejecting religion and rules and regulations, and mm. I discovered it's all about relationship. And it made complete sense to me when I heard the gospel, and I didn't need convincing. I was a sinner, um, and just that the whole message of of Christianity um, just it just yeah, God opened my mm. eyes really. Wow. And I gave my life to Jesus on the fifteenth of January, and uh, I went to a, a little, a little green field near my house, onto a hill. Okay. Uh, I'm. I. I was deliberate. i um, I read a little booklet called "Becoming a Christian" by John Scott.
3: Yeah.
2: I um. I knelt down and I said the little prayer at the back of the book.
3: Wow.
1: And
2: I got up, and I didn't feel any different, but I knew that my life completely changed. Wow. Uh, that's, That's it amazing. in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And, then, and then, with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. um, you know, from the beginning, I was just desperate for to know Him, to know God, to know Jesus, mm-hmm. to know my Father, and I prayed to be filled with the Spirit,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and He He did it. He filled me with His Spirit, and the fruit was, you know, I remember, I just I just sat. I didn't understand it at the time. I just sat on my bed for hours, saying, "God, you're my father. You're my father.
3: Mm.
2: I love you. You're you, you're 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 my father." And and it was only after that I read, you know, in Romans eight, you know, uh, that it's the Spirit that that causes us to cry, mm. "Abba, Father."
3: Yeah,
2: we're no longer slaves, mm. but we're we're sons and daughters, mm. and. And it's like, that's what the spirit does. And, you know, and Jesus, you're my saviour, and you love me. And you, you know, he reveals the love of God to us, you know, and the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts to quote an old, an old version of that scripture, and, and all sorts of things like that. And, um, you know, and, again, I knew I just needed help with prayer. Mm. And um, the Lord gave me a prayer language. And you know, and and all of those things really.
1: Wow, it's amazing, isn't it? That how God's hand just on your life, and you can remember those specific moments of just encountering God. You can see they're so visual in your head, in your mind, and yeah, just the impact. Wow, I love it. Yeah, so great. So, one of the books you wrote, I mean, with Andy Croft, was um, Everyday Supernatural. And then, as a church as well, you run a conference, don't you, called um, Naturally Supernatural? Yes. You've done that a few times. So could you tell us a bit about why you wrote the book? Why are you kind of running that conference as a church? Um, yeah. Why is it? Why do you feel that it's important to uh, put that across?
2: Right. Well, when I became a Christian, as I said, yeah. and I the Holy Spirit, and he brought revelation mm-hmm. to God as my father and Jesus as my saviour and my Lord and worship came alive yeah uh, I was just aware of his presence in a new way and ever since I've wanted to be in that place and I wanted others to be in that place mm-hmm. and then discovering the gifts of the spirit not not as badges you wear or to, or trophies you put in a cupboard but as tools that you use
3: mm-hmm.
2: and you know I've seen people when we've prayed get healed Wow. Uh, physically emotionally uh when god speaks uh prophetically i've seen lives changed and so I've, I've been hooked all my life and i realized that um there's kind of in the evangelical church there's been two attitudes to the to the holy spirit and to this stuff one has been um a, a dismissal and uh a sense of the gifts died down when the Bible was written yeah and God doesn't speak in any other way now mm-hmm. and then the other way was um just a kind of a, a, a an overemphasis on manifestations and on sometimes strange things that aren't completely rooted in scripture and I just thought you know what there has to be another way
3: Mm -hmm. and
2: we call it being naturally supernatural and it's um uh it's being naturally supernatural it's um moving in the power of the spirit but in a way that isn't weird Mm -hmm. and god's allowed to be as weird as he he likes (laughs) god can do that we mustn't Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's the thing it's it's Mm -hmm. like you know, and, and what Paul said to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 12 to 14, he he said that the antidote to misuse is not disuse but proper use. Yeah. And he was an evangelist. So he kept saying to the Corinthians, when you come together, and if you go crazy, if you all speak in tongues all the time to each other,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and an unbeliever comes in. not going to understand and they won't be edified and if you do this stuff and there's there's an outsider comes in you're going to alienate them so what he was saying was hey be open to the gifts and the power of the spirit he said i thank my god i speak in tongues more than all of you Mm -hmm. be open to that but do it in a natural way don't be weird and that's the balance that we've been trying to um, to help the Church of Jesus come to,
3: yeah.
2: uh, I long for as much of God's power
3: yeah. in
2: our in our gatherings yeah. as we can have, but not in a way that becomes exclusive um, and in and and yeah. puts non Christians off mm-hmm. simply because we won't explain. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah I think that's something you're very good at as well Mike like having been at Soul Survivor and and things and other meetings you're just very good at explaining and taking the weird out of what is going on in a meeting you know for for anyone that's there and what God might be doing so yeah you do that very well but um so you said about you know God's power and experiencing God's power and, and knowing God's presence so how do we experience God's presence um how yeah how do we yeah how did how do you experience God's presence how might people hear from God um that kind of thing could you
2: right well I um uh, we all want God's power
3: yeah
2: and rightly but the power is in the presence
3: Mm.
2: and you know when 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 the Lord is present everything changes so obvious examples the day of Pentecost
3: yeah
2: you know and um god doesn't when when the holy spirit comes it's not you know we, when we simply talk about power it, it's like god you know god's power doesn't come as an and parcel from heaven to us god's power is in the relationship with him mm-hmm. it's in his presence he comes mm-hmm. so um it's learning to practice the presence of god so on the day of pentecost the Holy Spirit came, and He was God Himself, mm. and everyone was filled, and the power came from that. Um, in Two Chronicles, chapter six and seven, when they dedicated the temple, the glory of the Lord came, and all bets were off. Mm. Um, he is our pillar of fire that leads us. It's Him. Mm. It's not a pillar of fire because He is the light of the world, mm. and he is our good shepherd and and what we want to say is it's all relational so it's his presence how do we experience his presence well first of all it's when the holy spirit comes he is the presence of god Mm -hmm. and so what else what else is he how do we stay in his presence Mm -hmm. how do we not move away um i think you know for me Whenever I come to pray and have my time with the Lord, um, the first thing I pray before I open my Bible is, Holy Spirit, would you reveal Jesus to me again, this morning? Would you open my eyes to see what you say in this book? Would you bring revelation? Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. Paul prays for the Ephesians a number of times. I pray that the eyes of your hearts would be opened, that yeah. you would revelation to know how wide and deep and high and long is the love of god that is beyond knowledge mm-hmm. that you might be filled with all the fullness of god and um and so it's practicing the presence of god and and often i think it means stilling our hearts yeah we're all so busy we're all rushing around and it, there's there's something about a little bit of silence and solitude that we evangelicals mm-hmm. are not very good at mm-hmm. Um, And it's saying, Holy Spirit, I wait for you now. They that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Mm. Um, Be still and know that I am God, says the psalmist. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not be noisy and know that I am Mm -hmm. God. And there's nothing wrong with being noisy. You know, i love to celebrate, but there is a place for I wait for you and I wait on you. And then to mm. practice presence throughout the day mm. is just to be aware. So, um, you know, and, and Smith Wigglesworth um, yeah. said something that, as with lots of Smith Wigglesworth quotes, it's a little bit of an exaggeration with a brilliant truth in there. He said, I never pray for longer than 20 minutes, mm. but I never spend more than 20 minutes without praying. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure. I think he occasionally prayed for longer than 20 minutes. I will put yeah. money on that. But I love that. It's, you know, I might be driving. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lord, I ask to guide me today. Um, I, I, I pray for that, that person in front of me at the traffic lights. Mm-hmm. You know, why not take advantage? Just do that. Yeah. Or when I'm in the queue at Sainsbury's. And I'm in the wrong queue, which I always am, the one that goes the slowest. <laughs> moaning and groaning, I'll, I'll say, I'm going to pray for the yeah. checkout. Wow. Lord bless that person. Mm-hmm. And then when I've prayed for them for a while, mm-hmm. by the time I get there, my attitude to them's changed. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: You know, and I'm asking, is there something you want me to say to them, Lord? Or do you just want me to be kind to them? And that's what i mean by practicing the presence of god Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's it's learning to tune in and when you do that the gifts flow flow from that place so i think i think probably 80 percent of prophecy is simply paying attention
3: yeah
2: yeah so often Mm -hmm. we're not paying attention no yeah um So that's in a nutshell, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's right, isn't it? Like when we slow down, you've got more time to pay attention when you take those moments. If it's hard when you're so busy and rushing around and you're not pausing, it is about stopping and yeah, yeah, hearing from God. So how would you how would you hear from God? Um, how would you know in a supermarket checkout like you just said, whether to offer to pray for that person or just to ask how they're doing? Um yeah, how would you hear God's voice in that way?
2: in the moment yeah often i don't know for sure Mm. and that's the thing you know i used to wait until i was absolutely (laughs) before i did anything and then i realized if i do that i'll be waiting forever yeah and faith is spelled R I S -S K. and what i what i used to do is i used to say um This might not be you, Lord, so I won't do it in case I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And I've realized after a while, well, if I keep doing that, I'll never know. So now I say, I'm not sure if this is you, Lord, so I'm going to say it in case it is. Mm -hmm. And if you say it humbly, and if you say it out of motive of love, then if you get it wrong, it doesn't make sense. No one gets hurt. So I might say something and, you know, I, they, they might look a bit blank. And I say, and, and he's just humbly, it's like, I don't know if this means anything to you, but I just wonder if, and do you know what, most people, if it doesn't make sense to them, at least they think, gosh, that put, he, he's been brave. He's, he's cared enough yeah, yeah. to ask. You know, and and actually more often than you think, it makes sense to someone. So at the very least, the motive isn't to have a story; it's to love people. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, just to find to the checkout assistant, and just to ask them how they're doing, mm.
3: and
2: and sometimes they might say, "Well, actually, it's been a pretty tough couple of days." If you really want to know, and then you can just say. If, if, I'll be praying for you over the next few days. You know, I'm a yeah. follower of Jesus. And actually, you don't need to tell them the whole gospel. You don't need to give them a tract. You don't need to, you know, and what you're doing is sowing seed.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We all want to reap, but it's very hard to reap if no one's sowing. Yeah. But, you know, um, Paul, Paul said, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, mm-hmm. which God prepared beforehand for us to do. So when I wake up in the morning, I, I say, Lord, while I wake up, you were busy preparing good works for me to do today, and it's like a little treasure hunt, and my job is to discover the good works. Mm-hmm. So it might be, is this a good work you prepared for me to do? And when you think like that, mm. at the very least, you're caring for people. And so, um, uh, just one example. Mm. And I don't know if this was, well, I still haven't, well, literally just a couple of years ago, um, I was in a queue at Sainsbury's, and I asked the young lady, um, how are you doing? Um, are you are you been okay? And she said, mm, it's been a tough time. And I said, have you been working here long? And she said, no, just recently I, I was living with my boyfriend and it all went wrong and I'm now back with my mum and I didn't have a job and I've got no money. I really want to be in it. And so I'm working here um, and, you know, and, and I said, things tough financially. She said, yeah, they are, but I, it'll be all right. And so I said, okay, well, I'll be praying for you. Take care. And as I walked away, I felt the Lord say to me, Give her a hundred pounds. So I went round to the cash point machine and I got a hundred pounds out. And I didn't, I didn't want to just go up to her, it would seem strange. So I went and bought an envelope and I put it in there. And then I waited until there was a gap. And then I wanted to think I was weird. So I just went up to her and I said, Excuse me. You'll never see me again. Um, it, it, I don't want anything from you. I just felt Jesus tell me to give you this envelope, wow. and she looked puzzled, and I walked away. To this day, I've no idea, but mm-hmm. what effect that had. But I believe God told me to, and maybe along the way, she was going to meet someone else mm-hmm. who say. Uh, I'm a follower of Jesus. And she might say, I met one of them it, who was really kind to me. Yeah, yeah. Check out. And it's things like that. It's just, it's just if you think it might be the Lord, humbly offer it. And if someone says, and whether it's in church or outside of church, it's like, well, nobody died. <laughs> nobody but if it's Jesus, someone's life be can- Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's so true, isn't it? So true. I love it. It's just about loving the people in front of us, noticing, asking them questions, what's going on. And I guess just going with the thoughts that drop into our head and into our heart and trusting that those thoughts, that those things are are from God and, yeah, see what God does with it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So at the moment, we're obviously in lockdown and we as a church haven't been meeting together for, for months. We haven't kind of started back up again at all. So kind of within lockdown and being naturally supernatural on every day in a way, it gets kind of shrunk down a little bit because we're maybe doing a little bit less and I guess seeing less people in our day or um, shopping and things less. Um, but we can still be, I guess, naturally supernatural in, in different ways, whether that's writing cards or on Zoom calls and just, yeah, asking God what, what opportunities he's got for us. Um, have you got any stories like from the last lockdown or... Uh, of just kind of being naturally supernatural and yeah
2: well a few stories just a few um uh in different settings um
1: yeah, go for it mike doing,
2: uh, doing the zoom uh, meetings uh on zoom and um I, I was like you know what if i start having words of knowledge giving out words of knowledge over zoom there's no accountability and it'll look like you know, American Christian TV, you know? And I I don't want to look like, not that all American TV is bad, but do you know what I mean? And people will think that. And then my team um, rebuked me and said, ministry is part of who we are. Why aren't we doing it on Zoom? You know, why aren't we stepping out? And I was like, well, it's just, it's difficult. Difficult and... I don't want people to misunderstand. And they were like, but it's who we are. It's one of our values. We should be doing it. So we started asking the Lord to give us words. And we invite the Holy Spirit to come, people in their homes. And we were hearing stories. And then just to, I mean, literally, I have been amazed. Um, Just had one word. And I thought, there's no way this is you, Lord. But I thought, I'm going to say it. And I said, I think there's someone and you just joined us and you're watching from Sweden and, um, and you're, strugg- you're, you're struggling about a move and you've had some issues and you're asking the Lord, Lord, should I stay where I am or do you want me to move? And the Lord wants you to know he's going to show you clearly and you can trust him and you've been really anxious and afraid of making the wrong decision. Well, got an, an, an email um, from a lady in Gothenburg who said, I don't believe it. I was flicking through and I decided to, I, I just turned on your live stream and I've been struggling in my church and the leadership isn't open to the ministry of the spirit. And I've been asking the Lord, Lord, do you want me to stay and be faithful here or do you want me to be somewhere where I can grow and develop? Uh, your word just came, I started crying as you said it, I I knew it was for me, uh, and that, wow, and then there's um another word, there's the people here, uh, you've never watched, you've never joined us before, this is your first time, and you're wondering about whether, about what, what said to you about the future, but you're afraid to make a decision, because you said to yourselves, the last three decisions we've made that have been life decisions, we think we got them wrong and we've lost confidence wow. that we can hear God. And this couple from Cornwall, they, they said, they sent a message, they said, we've switched on for the first time ever. We heard about your live stream and um, we make three bad decisions in our lives for us and our kids. And we've been really struggling, and we've been struggling to trust God and trust ourselves. That we can hear God. And as soon as you said it, both of us burst into tears together. And it's been such an encouragement. And there's been loads like that. Loads.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: And then another one, others, which is our street here. Um, we started a WhatsApp group at mm-hmm. the beginning of lockdown. Yeah. And I did, I would tell them that I'm a, a pastor and I plugged up the courage and I said it in a way just like in passing they'd know and honestly I, I can't believe it I've had I've had neighbours sending me messages asking me if I would pray wow. for their families including my next-door neighbours
3: mm-hmm. who
2: have been my neighbours for 20 years um, the husband had a stroke, and the wife sent me a message saying, um, "Could you say a prayer for us um, could you could you send a prayer up please and i said of course i 'll pray for you um, how How are you doing how 's Terry doing and she said he 's going to come out of hospital. It means so much to us that you 've prayed, mm-hmm. and now they 're talking to me in a completely different way and wow with others and it's it's just simple things it's just simple Mm. and yeah I think people are more open than we think yeah as long as we're doing it I said it before but I'll say it one more time Mm. as long as we aim is love
3: yeah
2: make love your aim Mm. and you desire the spiritual gifts Just eagerly desire the spiritual gifts without making love your aim, it won't work.
3: Mm.
2: It's about making love your aim. And that's when the gifts come.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And just getting back to your story about when you talked about having the word of knowledge for somebody in Sweden and that, what went through your head? What was your process at that point? How did you hear God in that? Can you remember that kind of just to help people, you know, how do I hear from God? How would I, you know,
2: maybe yeah. get a word of knowledge and yeah I'll, i will say before i do uh, a health warning is we all hear him in slightly different ways yeah and it it, it reflects the personality you given us so some people are more artistic mm. it'll be more visions and and pictures um some who are more musical it'll be in that way um others of it will be different for different ones of us for me often it's Oh, I just had a thought that's a funny thought. Why would I think that thought? Oh, could that be indigestion or could it be you, Lord? I don't know. there's only one way of finding out and and sometimes if I feel the Lord's giving me something, I might ask him, is there any anything else you want to say mm-hmm. because what i've what I've realized is. Uh, the more precise the word, the more often you get a response. Yeah. Where I yeah. think, oh, keep it general, you know, and and that way it, it can apply to more people. But that's not how the law works. And yeah. here's a little secret. Um, I, I, a friend of mine, a guy called Blaine Cook, who moves. He's from um, mm-hmm. California, and he mm-hmm. was from Wimber for years, and he moves in this stuff in an amazing way, and. I asked him once, I said, Blaine, why is it that God uses you a lot more than he uses me on the cross? And he said, do you really want to know? I said, yes. He said, reasons. He said, number one, I have a high expectation that God will use me. Mm -hmm. You don't.
1: Wow.
2: Ouch.
3: Yeah.
2: And he said, number two, I made a promise to the Lord that if I thought he was speaking to me, I would say exactly and everything that he said, and I would not censor any of it or second guess him. I found both of those incredibly helpful. Mm. So it's say more rather than less, and when you're more precise, it, it, it amazes me. So, so it, it's for me. It's often I just had a thought. Mm. Where did that thought come from? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it'll, and it's, it's about paying attention hmm. because very gentle. Yeah. it's very gentle. It's, it, it's like a butterfly landing and taking off. It's like, I think that's, you be still and know that I am God. Yeah. Um, one funny one, i would just say, sometimes it, um, it, um, it happens in, occasionally even with a soul or something crazy yeah. like that. But it's paying attention. I, I was in Plymouth um, with a team And uh, um, just during the talk, I noticed we were in a a school hall room that was hired and the windows were facing the street. And as I was speaking, I noticed this slightly disheveled guy came in and sat at the back. And anyway, we had ministry time, invited the Holy Spirit to move. And I said, if anyone would like prayer, stand up. And this guy at the back stood up. And um, I was praying for someone else, and I noticed some people were praying for him. And when I finished with the person I was praying for, I went, you know, I, I just went up and I just joined them to pray for something to do. And as I was quietly praying, this song from the 1950s came into my head Won't you come home, Bill Bailey? Won't you come home? And I was like, why on earth am I, th- why is that going through my head? Yeah. Why won't you come home, Bill Bailey? Why won't you come home? And it was like, you know what? I've got nothing else to say. So I said, I don't know why, but as I'm praying, um, this old soul is going through my head. Won't you come home, Bill Bailey? Won't you come home? I'm saying, just in case it means something, the guy lost it completely. His name wasn't Bill Bailey. Mm. It I think, Tom Bailey.
3: Okay. His
2: surname was Bailey. And he'd had a big row with his wife three days earlier and he walked out and he was he was staying in some sort of travel lodge. Mm. And um, and he was walking by and he thought, I'll go in because I've got nowhere to go. And the guys that were praying for him took him home. He told his wife what had happened. And. They gave their lives to Jesus. Wow. How about, and he went yeah. home.
1: That's amazing.
2: Isn't that amazing? Yeah, wow. Hey, while we talk, like, this live. is live. live. Someone's knocking on my door. I think I've got a delivery. So I'm just, I think yeah. Amazon have arrived. So I'm going to talk to you. Yeah, as yeah. I hi on. Um, And here we go. Thank you. Got it. <laughs> got my Amazon. Brilliant. The delivery? Yes, Yes, just driving off. Sorry about that. Just fine. So I mean, so things like that, and it's like I could so easily, I could so easily, have said nothing.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I thought to myself, Mm. "Oh, for goodness' sakes, concentrate." And it's it's things like that, when it's like, I think this is you, Lord, Mm. and if it's wrong. If I just I I could and I was expecting it, you know. I don't know why, but I've got this silly song going through my head. Won't you come home, Bill Bailey? I don't know if it means anything. And he would just say, No, not really. Oh, fair enough. Well, let's carry on praying. Mm. You know?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Difficult, you yeah,
3: know.
2: No, yeah. So it's 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 caring enough.
1: Yeah, so I've just got, I guess, two questions off the of back of those, some of those stories. One is, um, so how have you grown in your expectation that God can use you, in reference to, to what you said about Graham Cook? And then how do we grow in um, loving people? How do we increase our heart for the people around us? Um, Because we talked about how, you talked about how love is the aim, and it's all about loving people and, and loving God. So how do we, yeah, increase in that as well?
2: Uh, I'll actually... And having grown loving people, <laughs> ask him to fill you with his spirit again, yeah. because it is the spirit of love. And, you know, it, it's this, the Holy Spirit. Um, God's love is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. And when God is overflowing in you, his love is overflowing in you, mm-hmm. and it's his love. And it's asking him lord would you would you give me the gift of love and 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 then bizarrely it's when you start acting out love,
3: mm.
2: you know love is not a feeling, love is an action, and the more you the more you act out of a place of love and ask him to fill you you know oh it's it's what Paul says. So, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. I'm so sorry, I keep quoting from old versions of the Bible, but I'm 16 so I'm allowed. I can't memorize the new. Stuff. Um, and so, what we do is we work out what he works in. So, I say, yeah. lord by your spirit would you work in loving me mm-hmm. and i will trust that you're working it in and i will work it out and so mm-hmm. i will i will i will act lovingly and and your perspective changes
3: mm-hmm.
2: so it's it's by the spirit but it's like the prophetic it's step out yeah step out in love
3: yeah.
1: and
2: um, the first question, sorry, was uh, um, what? It
1: was about how have you grown in your expectation that God can use you
2: uh, or uh, will use uh, you? Yeah, the way you grow in your expectation, first of all, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm-hmm. So when I spend more time on Twitter than I do in the Bible, mm-hmm guess what develops my worldview and guess what develops my attitudes?
3: Mm.
2: And the more I spend time in the scripture, faith grows and expectation grows. And uh, you did this Lord and you did this Lord and you are this Lord. Mm. Immerse yourself in him. So often we immerse ourselves in the cynicism of our culture. Well, how's faith going to be nourished there? You know, that's number one. Number two, um, expectancy grows when you step out and you see now I've got a whole history. Mm, Yeah. I can look back and it's like, oh my word, you did that.
3: Yeah.
2: You did that. You did that. You did that. Mm. And so that helps. You know, it's like, do it again, Lord. Yeah. Do it again, Lord. And... And, and a little bit, sometimes it's like when I sense he's speaking to me, I get an excitement now of, here we go again, here yeah. go. Um, And I've got a whole load of stories that are my testimony. Yeah. And that You know, I love telling them to other people, but more than anything else, I love telling them to me. <laughs> I, love, I love giving myself, telling myself testimony. And reminding myself of God's goodness, and I'm in good company there because do you know the people of Israel kept doing that? Yeah, yeah. They kept doing that. Yeah, all yeah I
1: did.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, and there's something about that. I remember your goodness and your faithfulness. Yeah. And so, you know, rooted in the word, you know what well, they overcame by the blood of the Lord and by the word of their testimony. Uh, it's going back to the, the cross, his blood to his word, and it's testifying to his goodness.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: it's great. It's so true. It's good to remember and keep a record. Do you keep a record of stuff? Do you write them down or like
2: uh, stories got to remember? Them them? A supernatural in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've some of them, including our failures. Yeah, yeah. I've told you about the good ones. Yeah. Uh, there are a few others there that are quite hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, um but um I remember them. I remember Yeah, you got them. I mean, mm.
3: the,
2: yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess just as we come to land, is there anything else you would add in in terms of for us as a church being naturally supernatural in our everyday? Any words of encouragement or have we covered most of it? Well, not most of it, but what you might want to say or is there anything else yeah. you'd want to add in?
2: I I think it's you know it's the three things, isn't it, in the end? Mm. The great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. The new commandment, love one another as He loved, as I have loved you, said Mm. Jesus. And it's the Great Commission. Go into all the world and make disciples of every ethnicity, every people group. And if we aim those three everything else begins to flow.
1: Mm.
2: You know, to try and witness to the world and make disciples and tell others about Jesus, not in the power of the Spirit, is, oh, agony. And Jesus said to the disciples, wait here in Jerusalem.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The Holy Spirit comes on you, and then you will have power to be my witnesses. Yeah. In Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, and it all comes from we do this because we love you. Mm-hmm. I'm doing I do this for you, and I do this in your strength and in your power. And I have nothing, and it's my worship. Obedience is my worship to you, and I want to obey Jesus because yes. I. Love you. And mm-hmm. that and when you love people, when you really you will um yeah you will go for it you will step out because of you're not going to believe this but there's another Amazon band um, oh look have a look he's okay. there he's just there he uh, he's just going in the back so I may have to go to the door again um, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny isn't it so um, yeah so that's like. basic that's that's basically it that's basically it yeah, yeah. I'm I'm slightly eccentric. You probably never interviewed someone like me. oh oh no 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 there he is. There, there he is. That's a big parcel. I better go to the door. Yeah,
3: um, that's I okay. think
2: so, Yeah, and um, uh, they're gonna think I'm very strange. Hello there. Thank you very much, mate. Well, wow, something's all right. But thank you. Thanks. Bye bye. I'll put that down.
1: Yeah.
2: You've been ordering bye. lots
1: of things then on Amazon.
2: Yeah, yeah, in lieu of shopping. <laughs> um so there we go
1: there Um, we go thanks
2: (laughs) all right well
1: yeah but thank you and thanks for chatting with us and um yeah asking answering some questions could you pray for um us uh, people who are watching this would that be all right just as we finish just to pray for anyone who's watching kind of what we've talked about um yeah just pray what's on your heart maybe you'd impart some stuff in that way as well um would be great to end with that thank you
2: and Lord Jesus, I, I pray for my friends at Hope Church, and I pray, Lord, in this in these days, that they would know Your love for them, that they would know that you um, that you are well able to look after them, as a shepherd uh, cares for his sheep, as a father cares for his children. And Lord, I pray that You would pour out Your love afresh into them. And a a fresh excitement uh, uh, that you can do more than they can ask or imagine uh, through them and in them. I thank you that it's your treasure in their jars of clay. Your your power is made perfect in our weakness. And Lord, I pray that you would release your gifts to them, uh, Lord, and that they would step out in your gifts, uh, so that people might come to know you, so that people might be refreshed by the knowledge of your love and your grace and your mercy. Mm -hmm. I commit this church family to you, and I thank you for them. Mm -hmm. I thank you for their history, for their story, Mm -hmm. and I thank you that their story continues. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 Thanks so much, Mike. Thanks for giving up your time and for chatting and just sharing some stories. And yeah, it's great to oh, spend some time with you. Thank you so much.
2: God bless you. Thank Take you. Care. Thanks very so much. Thanks, bye.